1: Hey everyone, it's Mark Trichel, and this is another episode of With Flying Colors. I'm excited today to have Alonzo Swan, who is a credit union strategist for the Federal Home Loan Bank of Atlanta. Hey, Alonzo, how are you doing today? Doing great, Mark. Glad to hear it. So I know Alonzo from his time at NCUA back when he was one of the RD's regional directors that I aspired to be. And I met Alonzo. Somewhere on the West Coast at a regional conference and we were playing basketball. Alonzo, I think your son was there and I think your team went undefeated that weekend. But that's where I first met you. I had the opportunity later in my career after I had moved up a few steps to work with you as a peer. And I will tell you that your name still comes up in credit unions. And it's probably because of what you're doing at the Federal Home Loan Bank, but also from your days as a regional director as well. I have clients and different people that I chat with, and they always, if they're in the Southeast, they always wonder what it is that you're up to. So hopefully they'll get an opportunity to hear from you on this podcast. And with that, Alonzo, I want to kind of turn it over to you to introduce yourself before we jump into chatting about what you're doing.
0: Thank you, Mark. And I still play basketball
1: occasionally, but only horse, so I got to let you know that. Just
0: a little bit about myself, of course, I started with NCUA in the early 80s. The pertinent fact then, I had a 13% mortgage, if you could believe that. So that's how old I am. And I spent 30 plus years with the government and had a ball. And I retired in 2010 as the regional director in Atlanta. And at the same time, I had a parallel career as well. So I was in the Air Force Reserve for the whole entire time, whole entire career. And I actually retired from the Air Force. In September of 2010, NCUA in July of 2010. And just from a perspective of being a regional director, I actually think that parallel career was a benefit along the way, definitely shaped how I managed. But more importantly, those two careers were the spark for me to retire because I was overloaded, as you can imagine, between dealing with uh, Sand State's corporates, Great Recession, frauds, major frauds, (laughs) and running the eastern half of the United States Reserve Program for the National Security Agency's Air Force unit. So interesting times, great career, loved it, love NCUA, love the Air Force. And as you can tell from what I just said, I'm a team player, big time, 30 plus years NCUA, 36 years Air Force, and I've been married for 48 years. So probably a gold medal from there. So (laughs) (laughs) I actually retired and took a break, took a serious break that I needed mentally, And a couple years after retiring and spending most of my retirement money on my bucket list, decided to come back out and do something relevant, if you will, something where I could use the skills that I gained over my NCUA and Air Force career, quite frankly. And that's how I landed at the Federal Home Loan Bank of Atlanta. Interesting story. And that's a whole different story of how I ended up doing what I do with them. But it's been a journey. I'm getting ready to hit uh, 10 years with the bank. Absolutely love it.
1: That's great. I remember some stories about your father had a military background as well. You kind of followed in his footsteps in that regard, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct.
0: My dad was a Navy veteran from WW2 and ended up getting a Navy cross. And that's a whole nother story, but just for any tourists, if you're ever in New York City, there's a aircraft carrier parked west of Manhattan called the Intrepid. And my dad actually has a monument on there for him. So you had a little bit of career. <laughs>
1: that's, that's exciting. I remember that. I remember reading a story about your dad as you started reminding me of your military career. Thank you for your service and your dad's service as well. Much appreciated. And that's fantastic. So Alonzo, so you took a couple of years off and then you got back into the game and you got connected with the Federal Home Loan Bank of Atlanta. So kind of describe what it is. Credit union strategist. To me, that means you help them get potential new clients and things like that, or communicate perhaps to credit unions about how the Federal Home Loan Bank of Atlanta can help credit unions. That's correct, Mark. When I came
0: on board, my actual mission, and I got to tell you the two spots that I went to were the Fed, Federal Reserve of Atlanta and the Federal Home Loan Bank of Atlanta. And we came, when I was first hired, I actually went there to be a junior relationship manager. And the whole quick story is I was looking for a junior position And he saw my resume and said, hey, I know this name from somewhere. And the reason he knew me is that I spoke at the Federal Home Loan Bank of Atlanta's credit union conference five or six times. And so anyway, he called me in for an interview, found out who I was, drove up in my fancy red Camaro at the time. And he said, hey, I think we got something better for you. And we agreed that, number one, I didn't have to be an employee, which I didn't want to be. So I formed my own firm, sort of like you. And the difference is, I got one single client, which is the Federal Home Loan Bank of Atlanta, and they've been the only one for the last 10 years. And my initial mission there was to actually recruit credit unions to let them know what the benefits of joining the Federal Home Loan Bank were. And we sort of saturated that, and we have a lot of new members from that. Great opportunity for me to get back into credit unions because everything I did was on site. So I would visit credit unions and let them know what benefits they could get from joining the Federal Home Loan Bank, which are enormous. And we were very successful. Obviously, most of the big ones would do it, would had already joined. But from a credit union perspective, any credit union that's doing mortgages should be a member of the Federal Home Loan Bank. As I tell credit unions, I used to have to walk in and disarm them right off the bat. So I said, well, I'm here from the Federal Home, representing the Federal Home Loan Bank of Atlanta. When the government sent them through the acronym mill. Somebody must have been at sleep at the switch because they're not federal. They don't do home loans. And most (laughs) importantly, I'm at your credit union. They are not a bank. So So just to let you know, federal home loan banks are actually cooperatives, run very similar to the structure of a credit union. The board of directors is made up of uh, members from the membership. So very similar to a credit union. And decisions are made by the members to what is best for what products are the best to fit our membership. So it was fun. Got a lot of new folk, sort of morphed a little bit. So I got most of the folks who were going to join, did join, even though I'm sk- still getting some joining that I thought wouldn't join. But benefits are enormous. And from there, I sort of morphed to make sure that I could deliver value during our visits and or strategic phone calls, which we've been doing since COVID. So I also give a regulatory update when, uh, during the visits and calls, and that allows me to keep up with NCUA. That requires me to keep up with NCUA. And the bottom line, one of the things you probably have found out, if not you will, I probably, in my next life, if I go back to NCUA, I would be better if I remember what I've been doing for the last
1: 10 years. Amen to that. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I've picked up since I left. Everything seems so crystal clear when you're at an organization for 33 years. When you go to the other side and start understanding some of the real world challenges, when we would come out with a regulation or we would come out with guidance that seemed clear to us but was muddy in the credit unions. And then one of the other takeaways I've had, Alonzo, from working with credit unions relates to the weight that they have on their shoulders sometimes because of what NCUA is requesting or demanding. And almost each time NCUA asks something, credit unions have to kind of go through the mental math is this something that I just want to do? Is this something that I can do and maybe just go along to get along? Or is this something where I might actually want to push back on? And that ramifications, I don't... One of the things, when thinking back to when you were at NCUA, you might... A situation where someone would come to you, maybe CUNA or the league or somebody saying, hey, we have a situation where someone might be being a little heavy-handed, but we don't want to give you the details of that because their fear of, of retaliation. but our response at NCUA would be, well, if I don't have specifics, there's not much I can do about it, right? And we have a zero tolerance. We don't take retaliation. And until I left, I didn't realize, not that there's retaliation, but they have to weigh a lot of the conversations that they have with NCUA in that light. And the magnitude of that is something I just never really fully grasped until I was consulting.
0: Absolutely. And I get a chance to do that. in the way I have put that in place to make people understand a lot of times the regulatory language, number one, is just that regulatory language. And you get and you're discussing it with not only CEOs, C-suite folk, but also a board of directors who are volunteers. And that's been one of my roles is to uh, sort of explain where examiners are coming from. And sometimes it's it's on target and sometimes it's not off target. I want to say off target, but it's in the way of the strategic plan of the credit union That has to compete against everybody in its territory, but the NCUA examiner is looking at it from a perspective, and I'll use this because I've had several pre-COVID about liquidity issues, and more times than not, it was based on the material difference between a credit union's liquidity level and peer average. And despite the credit union having a good explanation for that, revenue enhancement, Really not long, but long to your ratio, things like that. And I would explain that, well, that ratio is just a starting point and you should explain it. But a lot of times I understand that the examiner, the examiner may not understand the complexities of manage of cash balance management and they just keep pushing to bring it closer to peer average. So it's things like that that I'll come in and just explain. And quite frankly, the first thing I ask that I used to have much more benefit of, especially in the Southeast, was who's your examiner? Right. And if I knew the examiner, then each examiner has their particulars, as I used to call them. Sure. And so I would drive it through that person's thinking pattern to get them to understand where they're coming from and to give thoughts to go back and discuss with them. It's been very successful. It's sort of what you're doing. And a simple way of explaining that is interpreting... French to English, if you will, right, and and vice versa, and making sure that they meet in the middle on on getting to a point of agreement, if you will.
1: Serving as an NCUA interpreter, if you will, and kind of following up on what you said, if someone, we are the journey that we've taken to this point in time. So if you're dealing with an examiner who has an interest in lending, as opposed to accounting, or information systems, as opposed to accounting, they tend to highlight that area perhaps a little bit more because it's the background that they come from. And then they have other team members that interact with that and specialists and all that. So it it can get real complicated from the NCUA side and having someone like you out there in the Southeast that can help the credit unions that might be dealing with that relative to liquidity and as it relates to real estate lending, because real estate lending continues to become a bigger part of credit unions balance sheet. So I can see why the Federal Home Loan Bank has more and more credit unions involved in it. I was also looking, before we chatted, I went back, it looked like in 2013 or 2014 is when NCUA came out with the regulation requiring an investment policy and having contingency, more robust contingencies in place for liquidity, whether it's the Fed or the Federal Home Loan Bank. And I'm guessing if you went back to that period, that might have been where you had quite a bit of your growth where they were trying to comply with the new regulation.
0: Absolutely. It was a two-pronger too, because One of my other roles has been to, uh, and I'm throwing air quotes, if you will, but I wanted to make sure that the bank had a relationship, at least Atlanta had a relationship with NCUA folk who dealt with that. Obviously, that's capital markets area. So we wanted to make sure that, number one, we talked the same language and that, quite frankly, that NCUA understood Federal Home Loan Bank role very clearly. As you know, we sort of dealt with Federal Home Loan Banks a little bit when we were dealing with the corporates. Sure. So, And that experience may not have been as popular as we wanted it to be. So we had to really define it how it would use it at the regular credit union level and to make sure that NCUA credit unions, trades, and everybody else understands that we're all strategic partners and ensuring that credit unions are safe and sound. The industry grows and has the tools to be able to compete in the financial services, both regulated and unregulated markets. So Part of my journey included making sure I'm in touch with NCUA folk, and that includes making sure they come down to our conferences. Myself and colleagues have spoken at NCUA's Capital Market training sessions and just to make sure we're on the same sheet of music and we're all holding hands. And the way I sort of try to get folks to visualize that is through my efforts in hurricanes in the southeast. And I remember when I first got, I got to Atlanta in '97. And, of course, I had to deal with hurricanes in 2004, which helped me, quite frankly, during Katrina. And I didn't know what a to me, a hurricane was just a big tornado. I'm from the Midwest. Like, what's the big deal? i would never forget one story I told. I was at Keesler Air Force Base in 1974, and everybody was talking about Camille, Hurricane Camille. I finally asked the question, well, how many months ago was Camille? Well, Hurricane Camille was in 1969. I was there in 74, and they were still talking about it. Wow. And I didn't understand that as a guy from the Midwest. I mean, we had big tornadoes, and you get over it. But 2004, we had to go through that, and I had to figure out how I helped those credit unions. And quite frankly, I just waited for them to call me, which, as you know, during a hurricane doesn't happen. Bottom line, Katrina came, and we learned how to hold hands. And you probably remember this, but after Katrina, the calls during emergencies, hurricanes, went national. So I went from handling and talking to the Federal Reserve of Atlanta as my only phone call to after Camille, the hurricanes ended up being a call initiated by the White House. And i tell you that because we had a similar hurricane come through called the Great Recession. And we had to learn at NCUA how to hold hands with partners who had just as much stake in recovery as we did. And Quite frankly, that's been my mission at Federal Home Loan Bank to understand in the general liquidity market, we all need to be holding hands and understand each other before events. So that's been one of my goals to make sure we have written policies and procedures so that in the case of a liquidity event, we have the Federal Reserve, we have Federal Home Loan Banks, NCUA, CLF, et cetera, et cetera, all all communicating on how best to ensure the safety and soundness of our, in our case, credit unions.
1: You're right. You're you're reminding me of you talked about the capital markets and different speakers you've had and you've spoken at NCUA's. Owen Cole used to always say you want to fix the roof when it's not raining. And it's kind of what you just described is when these events come, you want to be ready for that. And that's why someone would sign up and be involved in understanding what the Federal Home Loan Bank can do relative to the liquidity side of things. So let me kind of pivot on that. So with COVID and the growth that that's created in financial institutions and credit unions, they're not credit unions may short term think that they need a lesser reason to borrow from the federal home loan bank because they've had their assets inflated. But long term, they're ultimately likely going to need that source, especially as you say, if they're heavily into real estate lending. What have you seen like best practices around the liquidity side of things in credit unions over the last couple of years because of the COVID growth?
0: You're right. Historically, you just go back and look at patterns. And like I told folks, I have sat through patterns similar to today. And I didn't even know the big event that caused it. All I knew is that things change. If you remember dot-com bust back in the early 2000s, Y2K was in the mix as well. But a lot of money flooded out. We went from almost historical highs, loan to share ratios, back down just like today, with sure. the flood coming out of the stock market. And that's what I equate today to. And uh, we were back. Things were back normalized by 2003 or so. And of course, we went on a housing boom that took all the liquidity out of the market. So we're coming back and credit unions had learned to use federal home loan banks predominantly prior to, in fact, prior to the pandemic and my last trip that I traveled out to prior to being shut down was a liquidity stress test workshop, okay? Fairfax, Virginia, if you wanna know specifically where I was at, I'd never forget it. But we were discussing- how to manage your cash, how to prepare for worst-case scenarios and cash management. Loan-to-share ratios in the industry were 85% plus on average. A lot of credit unions over 100. We were discussing how to stress test Federal Home Loan Bank might do. And I got to tell you, those workshops were based on our conversations with NCUA. So we were just trying to make sure that we passed on to credit unions what we understood for what NCUA wanted us to prepare credit unions for any liquidity events. And now we're back low loan to share ratio, if not historical low, damn near, damn close to it. And again, going back to the dot-com bus, it will correct itself. At least I hope it does, because that means our economy will be coming back. Folk will be spending again. That 70% of the economy that consumers can comprise will come back up. And that's going to be coupled. The interesting thing is going to be coupled with credit unions keeping more real estate loans on balance sheet just because they need loans, quite frankly, and they need the revenue. So I think they're prepared. One of the things we're doing now is making sure we stay in contact to let them know their strategic partners is here. And one of the ways that going back to what you said, Owen's statement was about making sure you don't have any leaks before it rains, making sure that they understand collateral requirements and things like that, just getting collateral as levels to the maximum that they can, even though you might not need it. And thinking long-term, if you're keeping more real estate loans on balance sheet, you gotta hedge that interest rate risk. And So we're doing a lot of training on that, and that'll be my colleagues, they're the experts. Nothing's changed much in that perspective. I leave the technical stuff to the experts and I sort of stay in my helicopter above the forest and let them go down and hit the trees that need to be hit.
1: So that makes a lot of sense. Thinking back to two years ago, 23 months ago, I was still at NCUA as as executive director, and we said we're going to pause from going into credit unions for two weeks. And now we're 23 months into that. NCUA still generally is not doing examinations on site. What is it you're seeing out when you're visiting your credit unions that are involved at the Federal Home Loan Bank? Are you seeing that they're more back to normal now than they had been maybe six months or a year? Or what's the trends there as far as the open nature and people working on site?
0: NCUA is not on site at all. Everything I've seen has been virtual. From an examination standpoint, that process has gotten much more thorough. I'll use that word. And what I'm hearing is the depth of the examination is deeper than it was (laughs) pre-COVID. And what I joke with folk about is that normally you got a team job at NCUA. You know, we used to go take these two-hour lunch hours and go talk amongst each other. So now that that we're virtual, you don't have folks taking two hours. I'm just kidding, Mark. (laughs) Taking long lunch hours. So you don't even get a break because you got somebody in Michigan who might be calling during somebody local's lunch hour. So much more thorough. And NCUA has definitely learned and perfected the process as well as the state regulators. I don't know how NCUA is going to Go back. Quite frankly, you know, I listened to the budget briefing in December, and it sounded like uh, back. The plan is to go back to normal. But the discussions that I'm hearing in credit unions, probably the biggest one, is what is the new normal going to be? Is it going to be painful before we get there? And the recruiting retention process—it's a huge discussion in the HR level. Which is more important, retention or recruitment? Uh, I think we're Retention had come up a little bit in full employment, and now it's definitely balanced between recruiting and retention, working back on site versus being virtual, hybrid. I mean, you know, a lot of discussion about that. That's a huge concern for everybody as we try to figure out what the world's going to look like when we get to, again, air quote, normal. So that's been a big one. Consumers are coming back pretty good now. I just read yesterday and one of the trade newsletters that lending's up. Share growth is slowing down, as expected. Those two sort of go hand in hand. One goes up, one goes down, obviously, when you're spending those savings. And uh, as soon as supply line stuff, I think it's solved and folks can get back and buy, just go buy a car, I think we'll be well on the way to normalization. I just bought a new car, Mark. I got to tell you, minivan for the grandkids. I put that on the table. I'm 67 years old and nowhere in hell I would have a minivan if I didn't have grandkids. So I <laughs> oh, you
1: on. love minivans, Alonzo. You've always had one. What
0: do you mean? God, that's because I always had grandkids. I'm up to nine, buddy. You on one. <laughs> but I lucked out getting it. And then the one I wanted, the color I wanted. So you just have to get it. And I had to get one. My other one, my granddaughter wrecked it, to be quite frank. So I had to get one. But as soon as that process is back to, again, the way it used to be, and it probably will never get back to the way it used to be, but there's some form of normalization, then lending will pick up. Those funds that come back out. And we'll be back to the March up to eighty
1: plus percent loan to share ratios. So the pendulum, the pendulum always swings. What's the new normal going to be? I heard somebody, I think they even trademarked it as no normal. Like we're never going back to what we were. It'll never be normal again. But again, that will become the new normal. And I have that whole recruiting. I've had clients that are having challenges because they've gone on offsite and they're trying to fill positions. There's now this expectation And the reality that a lot of things that people thought could only be done on site can actually be done off site. And as a result, that impacts how you can bring the people in. I know NCUA, from some of the conversations I've had, they're still trying to figure that out. And of course, they have the union that they have to kind of work that through. So a lot of dust in the air relative to that. But I think you make a good point that with the economy picking up, people spending money, getting the supply chain figured out, that'll allow some of the dust to clear. And that will allow us to get towards this new normal. And hopefully that'll lead to exams being back on site. I think you lose. I'm also hearing, Alonzo, that the exams are a little bit more detailed. And while you might not go off for lunch for two hours where you can have a conversation and have some bonding with your team members, have conversations about what's going on at that credit union other places, that's not happening. It's more individualized and siloed. And whether that's the silo between the NCUA staff that are trying to do an exam or the silo that you have between the credit union and NCUA trying to to negotiate and talk through some things, it's different. It's more challenging. Both sides are doing their best. But I also get the sense everybody's looking forward to the point in time when they can have a little bit more face-to-face interaction with either the credit union or NCUA.
0: Absolutely. Just speaking of that, it's like when we go to credit unions now. Our meetings are much longer when we're on site than they were over the phone, because I think the first part of it is just catching up after not seeing each other Sure, and seeing how we're working, et cetera, et cetera. So we're having more in-depth meetings when we go on site. We're getting more participants from the credit union. And we always like that. Federal Home Loan Bank is not just a liquidity provider. One of the other mandates that the federal home loan banks have is that 10% of their earnings have to go back through their members in the form of affordable housing products. And we have a very robust program in Atlanta where basically what it is is that a credit union who signs up for the affordable housing program can offer their members who meet income guidelines up to $10,000 in mortgage assistance. And that assistance can be used for down payment, closing costs, improvements, et cetera, et cetera. So very robust program. And that's one we're trying to just highlight now while our liquidity business is down. And we just want folks to know we plan that space We have a large presence in that space, which is also one of my other functions is to make sure that I look for relationship opportunities with folk in that space and set up meetings, get on sites, et cetera, et cetera. So not just that space, but I go to all league meetings, league annual meetings and other stuff. We sponsor NAFQ, uh, CUNA. So I make sure I, I hang out. I just came from this week, Tallahassee. I was down at the Florida Credit Unions League of Southeastern Credit Unions advocacy conference for Florida, did Georgia the week before, doing Alabama next week. So that's how I keep my finger to the pulse. And also, quite frankly, just let folks know that we do other things. The Federal Home Loan Bank of Atlanta offers a safekeeping program that's second to none, in my opinion, one of the better things I've seen. And it also fits into collateral plans, if you will. So if you safe keep your investments, you can collateralize some of them as well. So just some other products that we're making sure that we let our members know who haven't been using and taking those
1: opportunities that they are available. That sounds great. And so if a credit union is in Georgia, is in Florida, the way the bank, the system works is they, if they want to be a member, they come to the Atlanta Federal Home Loan Bank. Do I have that right? You have it correct.
0: Our state, I can give you the seven states. I always know it. Maryland, starting with Maryland, going south down the Atlantic coast to Florida. And we toss in Alabama just to make the gumbo Tastes a little bit better. <laughs> With that being said, I sort of like the Southeast Conference now. Obviously, got to give a shout out to the Georgia Bulldogs, <laughs> national champions. Bulldogs, for- yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but no, we do Maryland on down, Maryland, D.C., Virginia, North and South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. Got it, got it. You're in that territory. There are 11 federal home loan banks, and they're sort of like the corporate used to be. Right. That's what I was thinking. Yep. If you get pissed at us in Atlanta, you can't go over and join Dallas. Not that you would want to, we're the best one. It's territorial, and I can see the benefits to that, but each bank operates separately within the road set out by the Federal Home Loan Bank Regulator, which is the Federal Housing Finance Agency, FHFA, but all credit unions, banks, and CDFIs within our territory, their option is here
1: chatting with you while credit union might be listening, that's not in your area, there may be an opportunity for them to join their federal home loan bank. And some of the products that you brought up here that I didn't realize you offered, they might become aware of. So while if someone's listening in Georgia, they might be able to reach out and join the Federal Home Loan Bank of Atlanta. Others can actually pursue joining across the country, obviously. And Alonzo, if so, going back to a basketball reference, you've had a full court press on relative to getting credit unions involved in the Federal Home Loan Bank of Atlanta, and you've had substantial growth. If someone's not yet a member and they wanted to become one, how would they reach out to you or who would they reach out to take those next steps? FHLBATL.com.
0: Go on site and you can get the information. I'll give you my email address. It's Swan A-S-W-A-N-N, fhlbatl.com, And if you're a credit union and you want to join, you give me a reason to come visit you. And I love visiting credit unions. And one of the things I want to put on the table and not let folk forget is that I'm a credit union guy through and through. Joined my first credit union in 1973. And right now, the only banking I do is with credit unions. I'm a member of three credit unions through my military affiliation. And uh, one of the things about the Federal Home Loan Bank of Atlanta that I always point out is that we have three of the top four credit unions as members of our credit union. But I was out visiting, and as soon as the pandemic is out, I am going to get a list of credit unions that are not members and have ticked up in their real estate programs. And if you don't call me, I'll call you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You and I have crossed paths several times at NCUA, and since I left NCUA, it's always a pleasure chatting with you. I'm a guy who likes quotes, and there's one that reminds me of you, and that is Maya Angelou, who said, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you make them feel. And you're full of life, you're full of energy, you were that way at NCUA. I always knew if I was going to be in a meeting with you at NCUA that I was going to have fun and we were going to brainstorm and we were going to get to a better place. I can see you're out there doing that now for the Federal Home Loan Bank of Atlanta. And I want to thank you for coming on today and sharing some of your wisdom and making me smile about credit unions and life. So thank you, Alonzo.
0: I appreciate that, Mark. And I got to tell you, I'm excited by what you're doing. And there's a need for it. I sort of did what you do in a little way, in a very little way. And to have somebody who's going to do it in a much bigger way is exciting for me. And the one thing I've learned with the, Banks, with the Federal Home Loan Bank of Atlanta is that, just to add to what you said, it's how people think and feel about you is based on a relationship, not the stuff you say. And forming a relationship is the name of the game, be it with NCUA examiners, being with trade organizations, or being it directly with credit unions. So I'm excited that I get an opportunity to still do that, and I'm even more excited
1: that you're doing it. Thank you so much, Alonzo. I really appreciate those kind words. That's a good place to wrap. If you're wanting to reach out to me, you can go to my website at marktreichel.com or you can email me at cuexamsolutions at marktreichel.com. That's it for today's episode. And that's a wrap for With Flying Colors. I hope I'll see you down the road. Thank you for your time.